Good night, Shabbos, everybody. Parshas Chukas. One of the most craziest stories of, of the Torah that I can possibly understand. Parshas Chukas, I can't understand. Parshas Chukas, the whole name Chukas basically is saying about how the fact that this is Parsh, everything in it is, is so mysterious. Well, let's go with one thing that, that's that's driving me nuts is um, the story of Moshe Ben hitting the rock. All the Jewish people come to Midbar Tzin, they dwell there in Kodesh, Miriam, they cover Shem, Miriam passes away, and that's why the schos of the rolling stone, which had our water, also stopped. There was no water for the Jewish people to drink, and everybody started to gather around Moshe Rabbeinu, they argued with Moshe, we would, halavai, we should have died with our brothers in the desert because it's the end of the 39 years, 40 years going into uh, marriage Yisrael, and saying, the dying of thirst is crazy, We can't, this is terrible, but better we'd have died with our brothers. Why'd you bring out the Jewish people? Why'd you bring us all out to Kal Hashem, to the desert, to die here, us and our livestock? Why'd you take us out of Mitzrayim, to this terrible place? It's not a place of, of, uh, of, of planting, of dates, of figs, of wine, of anything, there's no water. Moshe and Aaron go to the Pesach Almeid and they fall on their face and Hashem, Hashem appears. Then Hashem says to Moshe, take the stick, gather all the Jewish people and speak to the rock, to their eyes, and it will give of its water. And you'll take water out of its, out of the rock and you'll give everybody to drink and all their livestock. And Moshe Benu comes, he takes the stick as Hashem commanded him. Then he get Moshe and Aaron gather all the people to front of the rock. What happens now? What happens now? Turn the page. He says to them, listen up you rebels. I'm going to take water out of this rock for you. And then he picks up his hand and he hits the rock with his stick two times. And he take, water comes out of this rock um, and then he gives Everybody has to drink. All the people and all the animals have what to drink. So it seems like Baruch Hashem, everybody's got water to drink. But then Hashem says, Because you don't believe me to, to sanctify my name, you're not going to do me and Jewish people into the land that I, that I gave, I'm giving them. That I gave them. This is the water of argument. That the Jewish people argue with Hashem, and He sanctified Himself in them, in the water. What is going on over here? The most uh, the, the, there's there's uh what there's a certain mistake over here that's mysterious that everybody's scratching that to try to figure out. We're going to try to explain one thing according to Raji, but we'll do our best. But there's uh many different explanations over here. Everyone first has different explanation because you have to think there's got to be something here that's so drastic and so bad. That's causing Hashem to punish Moshe Rabbeinu so drastically, but everybody's scratching their head. So you hit a rock. You didn't didn't speak to the rock, but it's very very confusing. Even Rashi, who's normally supposed to say Pashup Shat, it's very confusing what he says. I'll just read it to you, but it's very confusing. He says that Moshe Rabbeinu went a bunch of uh, to the, a bunch of rocks, and they didn't know which rock it was. Now Rock of Miriam dried up. They thought they were going to recognize it. They went to the rocks. They tried to find the right rock. They couldn't find it. The, the rock went and went amongst the other rocks. I can't believe I'm talking like this. Rock goes amongst the other rocks. Okay, it's rolling just around. Okay, it's it's, it's a miraculous rock. Because when the bear stopped, 
the rocks just went to be by the other rocks. So how you shall aim Malachem, Malachem, what's your problem? The Jewish people were telling to, to Moshe what is exactly your problem? What, what difference? Which rock you bring from? The water from? And that's why he said to them, That's why they said, listen up, you rebels. You think from any rock, a rock that Hashem didn't command us to take from, you're going to take out water? You can't just take out water from any rock. Go to any rock yourself. Go to any rock in the desert. You can't take out water. You think it's going to make a difference? You think it's, it's I can just take out water from any rock? It has to be the rock that Hashem said. So he continues. Rashi, the next Rashi says, At the first time, he, why did he hit it twice? Because the first time it only came out droplets. Here's where it gets strange. The reason why is because Hashem didn't tell him to hit it, he told him to speak to the rock. They spoke to a different rock. That's why nothing came out. So it seems that they did speak to a rock, but they spoke to a wrong rock. And therefore it didn't give out water. Amru, they said to themselves, Maybe we have to hit the rock. Like last time, remember 39 and a half years ago, they actually were told to hit a rock and the water came out. So now, what happened was, what happened was, is that first they're hitting, first they spoke to the wrong rock. And then nothing came out. They decided to hit it. But when they hit it, they actually hit the correct rock. I know it sounds confusing, but that's what Rashi explains. They hit the right rock now, and then the water started coming out in triplets, droplets, and then he hits it the second time, and then the water starts flowing. So what exactly is going on over here? So it's interesting that in Chabad as a Chumash, Chabad as a Chumash, where um, in the translation he interpolates the explanation of Rashi with how the Lubavitcher learned this story. And it's quite fascinating. I'm just trying to quickly try to turn to it. How he translates this whole thing. Um, he starts to talk about the fact that uh, here it is. He says all this that he went to the wrong rock. Let me read it for you. So Moses and Aaron searched for the original rock, mistaking another rock for the original one. They spoke to it, and of course nothing happened. They said, maybe we need to strike it, just as we were commanded to strike the original rock when it first gave water. So Moses raised his hand and by divine providence struck the original rock with his staff. He struck it twice for since God had commanded him to speak to the rock, not to strike it. The rock was not prepared for this overture and it only gave forth a trickle the first time. He struck it a second time and then an abundance of water gushed forth and the con- congregation of the livestock drank. Thus the well was restored to the people. It continued to provide them water until Moses Moshe's death. Now here comes the main thing that I wanted to give over. The next passage where it says Hashem spoke to Moshe and Aaron, he explains in five lines over here what he says was the problem. And he quotes, If you would have tried speaking to the rocks, trusting that I would lead you to the correct one, I would have led you to it. Then the rock would have given water, and the people would have learned to revere me, thinking, if this dumb and deaf self-sufficient rock obeys God's will, all the more so should we who can discern why we ought to obey his will and need his assistance. This would have prevented them from rebelling again. But since you did not have enough faith in me to sanctify the eyes of the, the Israelites, I must teach them to revere me by punishing you for not following my instructions. They will thus learn that rebelling against me carries consequences. Therefore, I swear that you will not bring the assembly to the land that I have given them. So, 
what I'm getting from this is like this. They, Moshe, Menu, and Aaron should have trusted that even though they did not know which rock to go to, Hashem would have led them to the right rock instead of getting, um, instead of telling the people the, you're rebellious and, and, uh, and then hitting, speaking to the rock and then, then figuring out on their own to hit, to hit the rock. Instead, if they would have trusted, God would have led them to the right one. How much we have to trust the Kosh Baruch Hu, that even them on their high level, there was an element of trust that was lacking. Now, it's interesting because the way he explains it later that we just read to you now, the difference in the Hanhaga was incredibly different because if you look at it, what is what is what does he say over here? He says that I would have been able to be sanctified in a better way had you spoke to the Rakhal, because the, you would have learned Jewish people would have learned a Kavachomer and learned that you know why we have to serve Hashem, we have to learn serve Hashem because it's so obvious that just like rocks do with Hashem's will, even there's no scharn punishment, scharn onash, obviously we should. And that would have the, their seichel would have brought them to serve Hashem. Instead, you know what has to be in the serve Hashem? What is, what is he saying? He's saying that there's a punishment here. God punished Moshe and Aaron for not listening. Oh, they got punished. Obviously, we have to listen. You see the difference? Hashem wanted them to learn from a good place, from a normal place, from a logical place. Of course, we have to serve God because it makes sense to serve God. Look how great He is. Look how much He does for us. And that's why we serve Hashem. But instead, Moshe Benu caused that Hashem should be revered, revered because of His punishment. And therefore, it seems to me, in my understanding, that now, from then, we are stuck in a place where we serve God because of fear of punishment. Where we could have been in a place where we serve God because of logical, makes sense. He's so great. He's so wonderful and kind to us. It makes sense. If the rock, rock is rock is giving out water, then obviously we should listen to Hashem because we get Tzcharanosh. We're commanded. The rock doesn't get commanded. doesn't get Tzcharanosh. And because Hashem, so to speak, had to teach us to serve Him out of fear because of the fact that now we see Moshe got punished, and that's why we're serving God. That's what was lacking, and that's what was missing, and that's why Hashem got so upset. Anyway, that's that's my understanding of what the Lubavitcher wrote in the continue in this little piece over here. We have to serve Kosh Baruch with trust, trusting that Hashem is good. The word "good" and "God" are, are really, I believe that the word "God" got messed up and became "good." Uh, the word "good" and that the word, the actual definition of the word "good," is God. If anybody reach from Esther, you'll see. How much time it says? is good, he's the definition of good. And therefore, if we serve him with that understanding of how good he really is, that will bring to the tikkun of this whole mess up and bring us into Eretz Yisrael. Once again, all of us together, we'll see my Shrebenu, Mashiach, and David. Amen.